0: Okay, you guys, let me ask you a question. Do you struggle to get your weddings featured? Are your wedding submissions constantly being rejected from your dream publications? Does the thought of creating your own submission completely overwhelm you? Well, this is exactly why I created Submission Support, to help wedding photographers and planners just like you. Inside our monthly email membership community is where you'll learn what makes a good submission, how to start thinking like an editor, how to curate your images, and how to submit your next wedding all on your own. I've helped dozens of photographers and planners get featured, and now I get to help you directly in your inbox every month. To learn more, visit submissionsupport.teawitjanae.com and join today. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography and the photo education and coaching site Tea with Janae. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. I'm super excited about this week's brand new episode because I'm chatting with Amanda Schumann from Carrie Loves Designs about the four ways to make your website stand out and book your dream clients. Amanda shares her thoughts and advice as to why your website is important, why neglecting your site is actually hurting your business, and gives tips on what you guys can do right now to get your site back on track. A little bit about Amanda before we get started is that she is an award-winning designer and founder of Carrie Loves Designs. Carrie Loves Designs is a digital marketing agency specializing in helping service-based businesses reach six figures and beyond through intentional branding. She is passionate about design and believes pairing a beautiful brand aesthetic with an intentional website strategy is the cornerstone for any success and booking your dream clients effortlessly. And I'm so excited that she's on the show today. Also, before we start today's show, I wanted to ask you guys a quick question. Are you feeling stuck in your business and thinking about working with a coach? I'd love to help. Each month, I offer one-on-one coaching sessions for wedding photographers to tackle whatever is overwhelming you. Whether it's help with your website, your social media and marketing strategy, to the ins and outs of running your own small business, I can help you take the overwhelm out of your everyday and help you focus on your next steps to achieving your goals. If you're just starting out or a few years in and looking for a coach to help guide you in the right direction and help keep you accountable, let's chat. Visit www.teawitjanae.com and click on the work with me button in the menu to find out more and schedule your discovery chat today. All right, you guys, let's get excited. Let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I have a wonderful guest on the line. Amanda, can you say hi to everybody?
1: Hi, everybody. (laughs) Thank you for being here today. Yeah, this is great. I love doing podcast interviews and getting to uh, chat with, you know, fellow like-minded entrepreneurs and creatives.
0: Yeah, yeah. We're so happy that you're here and we're talking about one of my favorite topics, your website and how to make it stand out, how to get those dreamy clients into your inbox. So I can't, I can't wait to dive in and pick your brain a little bit and help some of our listeners. But before we get started, let's tell everybody
1: a little bit about you, your company and how you got started. Yeah. So my name is Amanda Schumann. Um, I'm the founder of Carrie Love Designs. Um, we are a digital marketing agency and we specialize in helping service-based business owners um, reach that next level of business, whatever that looks like for them. Um, and we do it through what I call intentional branding. So we really pair uh, beautiful design with strategy. Um, so that way they are successful and it helps. Them book clients more effortlessly. I love that. Yeah, we always want to do that.
0: You're right, <laughs> book them easily and effortlessly, and and have the right ones get to you and, and get through all sort of your hoops, so you know you're a good fit. And how did you? How long have you been doing this?
1: Uh, so I started officially, officially whenever I got fired from my corporate marketing job yes. um, in February of 2016. Cool. Um, yeah, so it's it's been a few years now.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, congratulations, and we're so happy you're here. So we're di- today we're going to talk about four ways to make your website stand out and book your dream clients. And I think this is such a great topic because, you know, we have a website, we get it up, sometimes in a frantic, like, oh my gosh, I got to do it. But then you don't go back and look at it and really analyze it, <laughs> you know, and really yeah. like think about why is it important? So, you know, I think that's such a great place for us to start. Like, why is, you know, your website important? Like, why does it matter if it looks good or if it represents you? You know, like, why does it matter if it's functioning correctly? I, w- I would love for you to just sort of break it down on the, the basic level and then we can kind of dive in.
1: Yeah, there's so many reasons. Uh, The first one is probably you've heard uh, about building on borrowed land. And so I hate this for creatives whenever I see that they put so much time and attention into social media, like their Instagram account. And I have seen this countless of times that somebody has woken up the next day and their Instagram is gone. Like they've been locked out. It's been hacked. It's been closed down. Um, And your website is one of the very few things that you actually own. Um, And so for that reason alone, your website is very important. But... I like to think of it as um, your, it's your online storefront. So just if you were like to have a brick and mortar uh, store, your website is that online. Um, And if it's done correctly, it should be a place where people are finding you organically in reaching out to you and so that you can grow your, uh, your audience base that way, rather than Having to do all of the heavy lifting up front and having those conversations, getting inside of DMs on Instagram, going to trade shows, uh, doing all the things. And then your website is like an afterthought like, oh, yeah, go check out my website, you know, or maybe in some cases, people don't, you don't even want them to look at your website. You're like, right, avoid yeah. the website. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's nice whenever the website's actually done, uh, correctly. And it's, it's literally a marketing machine that's working for you 24 seven. Yeah.
0: I love that. I know I have some photographer friends who are like, oh my God, my website is disgusting. I haven't looked at it in two years. It has none of my recent work. And I'm like, why do you even have it up there? <laughs> like, right. You, like just take it down or put a Cummings. you know, like it's such a visual representation especially for photography, you know, like our work is our work. Like it's what we sell as our services and our visual imagery that we're creating for our clients. And, you know, especially for a wedding day, it happens, you know, hopefully once in a lifetime and you can't, you know, get it back. So why would you want someone to go to your website? And they're like, totally turned off or they're like, Oh, it doesn't work on my phone. You know what I mean? Like it, can say a lot about your business. Um, And I think it's really important for people listening to put a little more energy into it, or even if it's just Mm -hmm. you looking at it twice a year, just to refresh it. Yes,
1: and I've seen that before. Like even if somebody finds you on social media like through Instagram, they're clicking and they're trying to find you other places. Like they're doing research on you, especially if you have a high-end service where people are going to be spending a lot of money with you. Like they're going to be looking. And so I have I've seen it myself with like finding people that you connect with on Instagram that you are like interested in hiring or working with and then you go look at their website and you're like, "Wait, This is the same person Mm -hmm. like you, you can clearly tell that they put a lot of time and energy into uh, social media, but then their website looks like they literally have not touched it in two years. Yeah. And I think you make a really good valid
0: point. Um, We've heard a lot of horror stories where people's Instagrams are just taken away or locked Mm -hmm. out and they lose, you know, that whole channel uh, of, you know, connecting with their clients directly. So I think it's really, it's such a great thing that you said, like your website is the thing that you own where you're paying for the service. So you do have some ownership of it. And it's also like your, your email, your newsletter, you know, like those are like the two things (laughs) that you can like really take control over because they're not through a third party service, like Facebook or Instagram is owned by Facebook and so forth. So I think that's such a good point that I really want to hone in that you guys own it, (laughs) you know, you do it. So now that we know why your website matters, you know, I really want to break down the four ways that we can help make your website stand out and and book those dreamy clients. Yeah. What would be your top one? Like, let's start with number one.
1: Uh, Okay. So navigation is huge. And what we like to, I like to tell clients whenever I'm on the phone with them that there is a big difference between website designers and website strategists. Mm. And so a lot of the times people will purchase um, or they use a website template and the templates look really pretty, but there's no strategy behind the template. And that could be just because it's a website designer and they're not looking at strategy or you know, it's strategy for for one type of um, you know business or client that doesn't work for you. And so navigation, and I like to call this, Um, Hansel and Gretel. This is the Hansel and Gretel (laughs) method, because you want to look at your website as a whole. And what is the journey that somebody takes on your website? You should be leading them. This is where the Hansel and Gretel method comes in. You want to be leading them through little breadcrumbs of like where you want them to go next. So if they start out on your homepage, the very last, like if they scroll down to the bottom, the very last button that they should see is where you want them to go. Go um, after that page. You should be directing them. And so, normally, after that, if they've gotten through the homepage, they're liking what they're seeing, you know, they're vibing with it, then um, typically for wedding pros, the next page is going to be like the experience page. So taking them to the services. um, And this will, we'll kind of dive into this in a little bit, a little bit more for another uh, way to make it stand out. But that would be, you know, typically where you would want them to go next so that they are gathering information along the way so that they can make a uh, buying decision. So Mm -hmm. if they continue on, you know, they're, they're getting closer to, you know, taking that, that step from point A, landing on your website, to point B, whatever the main goal of your website is. So your website should have one main goal. Do you want them to fill out a contact form? Do you want them to book a consultation? Like whatever that main goal is, you're trying to Hansel and Gretel them (laughs) to making or taking that that action. Um, And so you want to be feeding them information along the way that they can make an, an informed decision.
0: Yeah, I love that. I like the Hansel and Gretel. That's a good one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, a lot of the times I see on websites, uh, either on the pages, they have no called actions. Like there's nothing for them to do. It's just kind of like a dead end or you have the complete opposite problem. And I see this a lot on home pages where it's like, check out these top blog posts. No, go to the about page, check out the experience page, go to the portfolio. It's like, no, just give them one option, (laughs) like whatever you want them to do, because if they have too many options, they're not going to take action and you're not, you're not leading them.
0: Yeah. And they can get frustrated and just leave. Yeah. Like it could be too, I, I find, well, my, I don't know, you can like critique my website, but like for my photography, like it's, I really wanted it to be simple and easy to use. And there's really not a lot of text and is you know, minimal information on there. Cause I want them to contact me. But sometimes when I go to other web, photographers websites, so especially my coaching clients, and it's like so much text where it's like their whole life story and like what, you know, I just, I can't read it. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I feel like that's like a conversation um, that, that could be had on the phone. You can really dive into it there. But I know like people, what are your thoughts about that? Like a lot of text or a little text or somewhere in the middle?
1: <laughs> I love this question. Um, so definitely we, so our team, we have copywriters on our, on our team and they write all of the website uh, content for our clients. And this is for a couple of different reasons. Yes, we want to have text on websites because A, it helps it helps your audience connect with you on the, the website because as a service-based business, you are not only selling your services, but also your yourself and your personality as well. But the other factor of why you want to have a really content-rich um, copy on your website is for SEO purposes. Mm -hmm. So whenever Google goes to what they call crawl your website and index it, um, they can't scan images and tell what your website is about. It's not, um, not, you know, the the better, the better way is if you can have that inside your text. And so Google goes through and they crawl your text and they can say, Oh, okay, well, this page is trying to rank for, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be. Um, but You said, you said their whole life story. So this is where, um, I, I guess I don't follow along or I don't agree is that with our copy for our clients, we frame it in, um, we frame it towards the the viewer of Mm -hmm. the website, right? So it should be just like if you do go to a coaches and you see those long form sales pages, you're hitting these pain points, you're hitting these solutions, you're hitting these differentiators of what makes your service or your product better than your competitors. Um, and so I see this a lot of times with wedding pros that they treat their website more as A a freelancer's portfolio where it is just images and like a gallery for you to go through and, like, oh, here's my pricing. And they're not building up the value of their service and they're not, you know, really connecting with those ideal clients. And so there are definitely um, different tiers of websites, I guess you could say. And I would put those that have a really good website, but there's minimal text. Um, and, and that would be like the mid tier. That would be like the just getting started, like freelancers website. Mm-hmm. And then you can definitely tell whenever somebody has invested in their, their brand and their website, and they have like that next level website where you go there and you're like, oh, wow. Like they're talking just to me. They're connecting. Like, I see the pain points. I see why I need to hire this person. Yeah. Um, so there are definitely different, different tiers of websites. That was uh-huh. a very long-winded answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> now we,
0: well, this is a podcast. You can talk as long as you want. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the third way to make your website stand out. What would that be?
1: Yeah, so those what I was going to talk about with the, which we kind of just talked about a little okay. bit with yeah. uh, the, the experience page, or mm-hmm. some people call it services pages. Um, the one thing that I would not lead with is in your top menu, your navigation, do not lead with investment. Mm-hmm. The reason why is because that automatically gets people thinking about, oh, how much money am I going to be spending? What is the investment?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: whenever you lead with something like experience, that's my favorite thing to lead with is you're building up that value. This is going to be an experience. You're not paying for a service. You're paying for, you know, something much more. So that's my favorite thing to lead with in the top menu. I would avoid investment mm-hmm. um, or any anything like that. Um but for that page, what I was talking about with course creators, and whenever you go to um, to buy into a course, they have these long page sales, sales pages. Mm-hmm. And they talk you through like, hey, this may be you if you are experiencing X, Y, Z. And they literally say like, this is how this will help. (laughs) And this is step one, step two, step three. Whenever you buy into this course, you get A, B, C, D. And you have to go through this long sales page of like testimonials and reviews and they're building up the value so that whenever you get all the way to the bottom and you're like, okay, how much does this cost? Right, right you're sold already. You're like, oh, okay, well, I could see that because they have built up that, that value. And I, and I don't see this a lot with, with service-based uh, businesses, especially in the wedding industry. Like I said, they'll say like, this is the process. Uh, you go through step one, step two, step three, and this is the price. And mm-hmm. this is what you get with the price. There is a very big difference between features and benefits yeah. of your service. And a lot of wedding pros, they feature all of the um, the features yeah. <laughs> they, they put in there like you get eight hours of of coverage, you get a second shooter, you get you know an engagement session, like whatever it may be, but they don't talk about the benefits or what makes you want to choose. Um, you know, my business instead of Sally down the street, because at the end of the day, somebody can edit the same way you do. Somebody can design events the same way you do. um, But we want to be building up like what makes you different? What makes your service different? Um, And a lot of the times that's, you know, that's personality that comes down to working with you. Like you want your best friends around you for that big day. Um, And so there's, we're in a niche industry where we have to build a business brand, but also a personal brand, and it's a very fine line. But your experience page should be building up that that value and showcasing um, your services. That's like your time to shine. That is your time to brag about, um, you know, what you what you can do for your couples, um, rather than just put your process in the investment price and that's it. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely a way to make yourself stand out. I love that. So what would be your third way? So the next way would be um, your, this one's kind of with your website, kind of not, it kind of goes hand in hand, making it really easy for somebody to contact you through your website. So putting in, and this is uh, especially true for other vendors. I've heard this before that, you know, like wedding or uh, event planners are trying to find um you know your your email address and they don't want to fill out your contact form because they're not a couple but they can't find your email address anywhere. So making sure that you have all of your contact information on your website but also for your contact page having a third party like Dubsado, Honeybook, something like that where you are filling out once they fill out the information And they're ready to take that next step with you, that you are um, having automated responses like right back, that you are being the first one to respond and that you're staying on top of that, because that is another huge thing that I hear is um, I'm like literally trying to give people money. (laughs) <laughs> and they're not responding back. Like you're reaching out, and you want to set up a consultation. I'm like, I don't know how these people stay in business because mm-hmm. you won't hear from them, um, or it'll take weeks for them to get back. And in the, especially in the wedding industry, I mean, time of is the essence. I've I've worked with people, and they're like, yeah, I get the majority of my bookings because um, I'm the first one to respond. They're like, I've reached out to three other people, and nobody else has responded back. Yeah. Uh so this one it starts on your website making that great first impression and then setting up those automated systems in place so that um you are being the first one to respond and you're following up and you're booking those consultations.
0: Yeah, oh my gosh, and I have to say what you said before is one of my biggest pet peeves. When people make it difficult to con- for you to contact them, I, I when I do a site audit for my coaching clients and I go to their site, I'm like, How can I get in contact with you? You have no phone number, you have no email address, <laughs> you know, like you, you need to I, on my site, on my contact, I have like the phone number and my, you know, generic email. And then there's a contact form, but also I think a good that's, you know, like for planners or or for other vendors who want to contact me who don't want to go through the contact form. It's so important, you know, just to have that information. But I will say another pet peeve, and I don't know if you agree with me, is when (laughs) their social links don't work. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, it drives me bananas. <laughs> like you guys have to have like if you have Instagram, a logo or you say Instagram and it points to nothing or back to your own site. It's like it's so frustrating. And that's just for me. I can't even imagine what it would be like for a real client, you know? Yeah. So, that that's my little tip in there.
1: <laughs> so there's a couple of things. Yeah. I would add your email address to the footer of your website so that it's seen on every single page. Mm-hmm. Um, but also another thing that I forgot to mention on your contact form, <laughs> I've seen contact forms where they ask, I think the highest I've seen is like between 15 and 20 questions on a contact form. Oh, gosh. And Somebody is not going to take the time to fill that out, especially if they're not like all in, like sold on your services, but they just want to get in touch and ask questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So keep it to, I would say at max, like five to six questions, max, yeah. like whatever you need to know before the consultation call, but you don't need to ask them for their engagement story, what their favorite drink is, uh, you know, all these random questions. I'm like, you don't need to know that yet. Like, they're not giving you you money yet. That can come <laughs> at a later time on one of the other forms. Yeah. Um, because people are not wanting to take that, especially because in that process, you know, they're reaching out to other vendors. Like, they are, you know, having so many meetings being set up that just make it simple and easy. That's like half the battle right yeah. there. I love that. Amanda, you were talking my language. I love this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. So what would be your last uh, way that people could stand out on their website?
1: Um, so this I'm going to touch on another page. This will be your about page because I see this done. Um, I don't want to say incorrectly, but not as, uh, not as well as it could be done. <laughs> and people, whenever they hear about page, and I don't know where this exactly comes from, but they think that it's about them. And you talked about like telling your whole life story and it's all about me, but this is a missed opportunity. Whenever you do it that way, your about page should be about, so we're going to reframe your mindset here. It should be about why the visitor should hire you basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then at the very end, so at the very bottom of the page, you can tell them a little bit more about like who you are and, you know, your accolades or anything like that. But the, the top part of the about page should be basically another sales page. Like your, your website as a whole, your home page, your experience page, your about page, they all should be sales pages. And, um, And then Jen mentioned earlier, earlier, like that—that could be a conversation. Like nobody cares about you, and that's very (laughs) true. So on the about page, making it changing your mindset and making it about the visitor and why they should hire you, who you like to work with, like who is your bread and butter type of client, and really so they can uh, qualify themselves like, Oh yeah, that sounds like me. Yeah. Check, check, check. <laughs> um, so that way they, uh, they, that creates that connection and they feel more comfortable reaching out to you.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's perfect. So good. We When you, one of the best, um, books that I read for my website was, you know, your. Brand story or making your brand story. I don't know. The Donald Miller book. Um, And it was like, you're the guide. You're the Sherpa. You know, you're not the hero. And you need to remember that. You need to, you know, make your website about, you know, being the guide for your client and for your person. And I was like, oh, this is so, oh my goodness. You know, it was such a light bulb moment for me. And that's exactly the same thing. It's like, you're right. You have to talk to them as you're going to lead them, you're, you're going to help them make their day great. And why do you do that? And I think, yeah, the about page is such a great place to do that. So that's awesome. Yes. So for people who are listening, maybe they're like, you know, panting a little bit, like, oh my God, my website, (laughs) you know, totally stinks. (laughs) No, no, you have time. You know, this is why Amanda's here. She's helping you guys out. Let's talk about, you know, for those who are listening, what can they easily do to improve their website? If like, the four things you've, we've talked about—they're—they're they're totally doing, you know. Like what or not doing. Like what do you think would be the immediate benefit? A be, the one thing they could tweak right now after the show, and it would already be an imp- improvement.
1: For the people who have not looked at their website in two years, <laughs> and they don't <laughs> want people to go there, just update your work. That would be a great place to start. Not overwhelming, because uh, if you are posting, you know in in a year or two, your, your work has changed dramatically. Like you've gained more experience. Um, you know, you're working with probably higher end clients, hopefully if you're, um, if you're building your business. And so if you could just update the images on your website so that you're not embarrassed for somebody to go there, that's a great quick win. Um, the next one that I would focus on is your homepage, um, especially what we call above the fold. So if somebody lands on your website and before they even scroll down the website, they just land on it and that's it. Your website should be able to pass what we what I did call the 10 second test, but I, I promise you now it's like you have two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> they should be able to tell where you are located please Uh, for the love of god where you are located yes i cannot tell you how many times i have gone to websites and done reviews and i'm like i have no clue like i would love to hire you i have no clue in the world where you're at (laughs) like i cannot find and then you see like on the about page like one line they're like located in houston texas and i'm like cool i had to search for that nobody's going to do that yeah um So above the, above the fold of your website, they should be able to tell where you're located at, what you do. And this is not in like a cute way. Like don't say stitching together love stories, one frame at a time or something ridiculous like that. Just say wedding videographer. Um, and then, how do people contact you? So what step do you want them to take? Because if somebody has done all of their research, uh, they've stalked you on Instagram. They know that they want to uh, take that next step. Make it easy for them. So put have put like a contact us or a reserve or book a consultation, something where they can easily go on there, know that you're the person for them and take that next step.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's so funny because um, when I redid my website a few years ago, and the bottom, it says, you know, New York, where I, where I work, you know, so I like New York, the Hamptons and, um. Someplace else, I forgot. And it was like, oh, I should have that on there all the time. So that's in my footer. So it's just yes. on every single page. So you know like what areas that I'm available in.
1: <laughs> you cannot say where you're located at enough on your website. Yeah. Like you put it above the fold, put it yeah. on the the home page further down your about page, the footer. Yeah. Like that's like your email address. That's one of the things that people will be searching for and they need to know.
0: Exactly. I love that. So helpful. So I always like to ask this, um, especially for experts, like what (laughs) would be your biggest (laughs) no-no? Like what have you seen on all of your audits? And you're like, oh Lord, please stop it. Let's get rid of this. Like what is your biggest no-no for website design?
1: Oh boy. Um, My biggest no-no for website design is not... Having, no, uh, <laughs> like not having one, no, um, the biggest no no for website design is going to be oh, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> I would say that strategic or straight to the point, like, um, being clear beats cute mm-hmm. all day long on your okay. website, and
0: yeah. this
1: especially is, is true whenever it comes to navigation. So mm-hmm. people will put like, um, meet me in journal for blog. And, oh, I was going to say um, that one. I
0: hate that one.
1: <laughs> like just be straight to the point. People yeah. are trying to find where they want to go. And if they have to stop and think because you're being cute on your website, <laughs> like there's a time and a place for that on your website. Um, But your navigation is not one of those times. Um that. Also, I guess another big no-no is, and this used to be really big a couple years ago, not as much anymore. Um, I'm, I'm not a fan of what we call single page scrolling websites. So Mm -hmm. that's whenever you click a menu option and it scrolls you down to like further part of the page because this goes with SEO, um, each page on your website can rank for different keywords. And so whenever you only have one page website, you only have one opportunity to rank for words. And so if you can break it down into, you know, the home about services portfolio, you have more chances to rank for more keywords. Um, And so for that reason, I'm a big no-no is those single page scrolling websites.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. I actually had contemplated maybe upgrading to that, but I actually don't like that experience for photography. I feel like I really want everything to be separated. So Mm -hmm. that's just my personal taste, but it's nice. It's nice to hear that. Yeah. And SEO per page is really important. So you can show up in different searches for different things and, and it's, it's good to have multiple. So I love hearing that. So good.
1: Yeah. And it can be confusing for people you have to think about your audience as well. And so some page sometimes single page scrolling websites can confuse your audience. And they're like, hey, I'm on the same page. Or (laughs) if you have to like click and there's like hidden boxes or hidden, you know, canvases on your website and they can't see all the information. Um, you know, that can be confusing and they'll miss, you know, major major things that they might need to know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Amanda, this has been incredible. I'm so happy <laughs> you're here, helping educate everybody. This is really a, like a plethora of information. I think everyone will probably have to listen twice and take notes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. You're so good at this. So let's tell everybody um, a little bit about you, where they can find you more about your services and say hello online and hopefully get a couple of uh, Tea with Janae listeners in your inbox.
1: Yes, I would absolutely love that. Um, If you want to say hello... Obviously, Instagram is where it's at. Uh, you <laughs> pop into my DMs. It's at Carrie Love Designs. Uh, Carrie as in the verb, carry, So C-A-R-R-Y, love, and then designs with an S. Um, and then you can find out more about us at Uh So very easy. We have what's called the, the signature experience where we walk you through um, our four-phase process. So it's so much more. Whenever it comes to your website, that's like one piece to the pie. But we walk you through brand strategy, brand messaging, um, logo design, your website, copy, and then eventually marketing. So um, it's it's a what our clients call their big girl brand. Whenever you're ready to take that next <laughs> step in business, in uh, whatever that looks like. So you could be in a smaller market, and you want to get into you know a bigger city like New York, and and you want to compete with a saturated market, or if you have been a photographer or a wedding pro for a while and you want to get into the education space, um, or you you want to book higher end more luxury clients, whatever that looks like for your business, we want to help you uh, get there and, and see results. Like that's what we are all about. I love design, but what makes me smile is whenever we get clients' results and they grow their business.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's what TU is all about. So actionable tips and tangible advice and, and real results. That's why we started this. So I'm so happy to have you here. And all this information will be in the show notes. You guys can just swipe on up right now. Click on the link, say hi to Amanda, and let her know you listened to today's show. Amanda, thank you so much for being here. I hope you come back. We'd love to uh, talk a little bit more about a different topic you're passionate about. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, this is great. I hope to see people inside the DMs reaching out, asking any questions that they have because um, I'm here to serve you. Amazing. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
0: that's it you guys thank you so much for being here and listening to today's episode i want to give a huge shout out and a big thank you to amanda for being our wonderful guest today it was a joy talking to you and i picked up so many wonderful tips if you guys want to find out more about carrie loves designs and working with amanda directly swipe on up click on the show notes and let her know that you listened to today's episode well that's all we have for today and i can't wait to share our next cup of tea together bye you guys